At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, I want to welcome Tracy Ash. She is a global ascension leader and new earth builder, initiated Sufi, alchemist, and mystic. She is an ascension and metaphysics maverick, contact genius, and gateway keeper. She was awarded honorary membership of PSI Science Institute Japan and has been researched by the Emoto Organization. In 2011, she began filming evidence of metaphysics, contact, and ascension. Tracy, welcome. How are you doing today? Wow. I'm amazing considering we've just in the last hour heard the instructions from our prime minister in terms of the lockdown. So it's super intense here and really ramped up in terms of the frequencies and the sentiment of the country as well. So I'm UK based, by the way. Yes, uh, the, the same sentiment yeah. is become, beginning to overtake the United States. You know, right now is the most uncertain time in our modern history. We're facing changes and challenges that most modern humans really aren't prepared for. Um, and, and unfortunately, right now, the dominating energy surrounding the planet is fear. And I, I personally believe fear is food for the negative unseen forces that is responsible for creating our false matrix. Uh, that's just what I personally believe. But today we're going to talk about breaking out of that fear and control matrix, uh, what each and every one of us can do as individuals. Tracy, first, let's get started with by telling us what got you started down your path. Wow, that's such a interesting question. I mean, um, I self-taught myself to meditate when I was a child, and I can't remember myself not living a life where I could experience metaphysics and have contact as well. My family of um, hugely gifted seers and mediums. So mediumship has always been part of the spectrum of contact. So to energy pathways, gateways as well. Um, so I, excuse me, I, can we start it again? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Just, just pick up where you left off. We're live. Okay. Um, so I began my training at the college of psychic studies. So I'm really moving forward because I grew up with a sensitivity range and sensory perception, especially around the false matrix. 
especially around the density of fear, being able to read, scan, prophecies, dreams, you name it. I had all of the signatures of uh, Indigo and uh, Indigo Forerunner and the characteristics actually of what we would term a new earth builder, spiritual warrior, um, uh, even a millennia, millennial in a sense, because my frequency and my consciousness is very futuristic in a sense. So there's many of us around and we're the individuals who've actually um, spent so much time in questioning the nature of reality. So that was always at the heart of my journey and the heart of my very purpose for seeking training in metaphysics and training what was already a natural gift and then moving into the legitimate training which came with some of the best mediums channels psychics also truth seekers of last century so i was extremely fortunate to be trained before the internet because that also ensured that I was trained by legitimate guardians of metaphysics. And I was able to be trained in genuine metaphysics. So not the kind that we see today where people aren't initiated correctly and who are self-taught in terms of the internet or spending very little time in training. So I spent a long time in training and I was talent spotted by um, Susanna McKinnery, who was the former president of the College of Psychic Studies. She gave me my first contract of work and I didn't ask for it. And I was placed in a contract of work at the College of psychic studies and I was given back in 99 the role of building a community a community for under 35s because it was at that time where we were seeing so many individuals coming into the college seeking help who were in their 20s and 30s and they just were not going to be part of the false matrix. So the movement's already been in place for several decades. So we have the forerunners in place. So although these times are unprecedented, I believe we've been built for these times. So certainly within the context, for me, I mean, the timing is incredible. This week, my book on uh, navigating, negotiating the false matrix, that, that's published in Japan on the 26th. So it lands right in Japan. I'm seen as 
and regarded as an individual who is leading the way in terms of ascension, disclosure, contact in Japan. My work is hugely mainstream. Um, just at the end of last year, I did an interview with Tokyo Sports News. And that disclosure went out to one million readers. So I'm having my interview with uh, Tokyo Sports News and a publisher shows up and they're like, we want to do a book deal for you immediately. Now, listen to this, Chris. I've got two books lined up that are just totally ready and they're totally lined up for what we need now in terms of the ascension. So there's one called Reality Revolution, which works and walks us through three, four, and five day. And we do need to be able to understand the frequency fences. You know, these are really important uh, components in the way that we interface with reality. So how we understand consciousness, metaphysics, zero point, contact, all of these big questions not only how we answer the questions but how we move into these direct experiences so i know i'm belting through a lot of information but this is the nature of what's coming next in terms of the ascension because our consciousness has to be activated as a multi-dimensional, trans-dimensional intelligence gateway. So rather than us being locked in the third dimension and in the third dimensional timeline, which is it has a signature and it has a frequency and it has an extremely narrow frequency fence. So it makes our evolution extremely pedestrian. So that part of what we need to understand, despite our necessity to devour masses of information, we must also at the same time begin to understand a journey into consciousness and actually how we begin to study consciousness. And this has been at the heart of my own questioning since childhood. What is reality? What is consciousness? What is life? What is communication? How do we power up our field in order to set ourselves free, to break free of the false matrix? I mean, these are all the burning questions of our times, hey? Yes, definitely. I mean, and, and, you know, right now I kind of like to start with what is your overall view on, uh, as, as, as what's going on now um, with the awakening and also um, as, as it coincides with everything else going on, um, you know, with the virus, with the lockdowns, with the fear, 
Uh, what is your overall thought on what is happening right now? How can we tie it together? And you, you also spoke of prophecies that you've received. And uh, tell us if any of those kind of tie into that. Okay, in 2018, it would have been September 2018, I was called into the Great Pyramid to receive a prophecy. Now, I know who I am, I know my incarnations, I know my roles within the context of previous Ascension Gateways. So when I receive prophecies, I mean, it is, of course, a download, but it's contact and it's a formidable ascension blast in terms of strengthening my field so I can lead the way. The prophecies brought this through, and I think this is a really interesting prophecy. The prophecy spoke of opening the seven gateways on earth that take us through and to the central sun. And this means that those of us who can mobilize and legitimately initiate the seven gateways to and through the central sun, and this is the frequency shift that we're talking about in terms of the ascension, the ascension initiation, which has to happen. So we're at that shift point, the gateway in terms of the 26,000 year cycle, we're sitting bang in at, and then look what happens in terms of COVID-19. So we're currently unable to even gather in large groups at this time. Now, as we know, as the ascension starts to take root, what's very interesting is this. When our consciousness is initiated and activated, and I've got a lot of research on it in terms of my field work where I have films being recorded where the sites go live, the gateways go live, and we have contact right in the gateways. And those of us who are awakening can also do something else. We can also then, because of the nature of our initiation and our initiation into a trans-dimensional consciousness, we can also call in contact. So the prophecy that I was given in the Great Pyramid is all based around how we initiate into higher frequency, how we initiate the gateways, the seven major earth chakras on the planet. Do your research. They're pretty simple to Google and locate. So those seven gateways, this is really, really interesting because when I find myself at the gateways, I've been working at sites continuously. Egypt, 70 times in the last decade. I'm out in Japan maybe five times, six times a year. I mean, for 
the last 10 years, I've been on a constant international circuit of service. My work is not theoretical. I've worked with thousands of sites and thousands of gateways. Now, the prophecy, I'm just going to return to it. Where our frequency is changed, where we enter into truly looking at ourselves, where we recalibrate, particularly on and in the gateways, the energy pathways, the planetary grid, this is very, very important stuff. We also then can begin to reset our frequency. And what I want to say is this is a complex process. We can't approach it in a third dimensional sense. The prophecy speaks of this. This time is the ascension, the seven gateways, the indigenous know this. Those who hold the prophecies know what needs to happen in terms of those gateways being opened. And those gateways are through and to our central sun. And that's hugely important because it's about us taking, of course, a solar path, the sacred path, so that we are not only legitimately healing the frequency fences in terms of the false matrix for now and this lifetime, but we are healing the false matrix fences and the wounds that go deep within the context of multiple lifetimes in this ascension gateway. So it's hugely important that we connect with individuals who are ascension gatekeepers that part is important and i understand that individuals can find it extremely challenging to be led however this work critically during these times i don't think it can be researched on the internet because my background experience is indicating continuously there are certain keys and this is what's interesting about the lockdowns a lot of the keys to the Ascension are through our contracts, our exchanges with individuals, as well as you know, and built into our experiences with the planet as well, built into our experiences with sites, with energy pathways, with the planetary grid, built into us living and expressing our mission on Earth. So the lockdown is a massive hijack in terms of our work as light workers, our work as evolutionaries, our work as truth seekers. So when I 
have prophecies or contact, I just want to explain this to you. It definitively shows me what I need to make contact with, who I need to make contact with, who I will make contact with, and how in those connections we can, I can begin to build the puzzle. It is a puzzle currently in terms of what the ascension means, what we must do, how we follow instructions. And I believe the instructions should be sacred. It should be contact. Now, now so a lot of, yeah. Uh, I, I want to uh, stop you for a second. Um, I think some people are having uh, a little trouble understanding um, what you're meaning by the gateways and ac- uh, accessing ah. the sun. Um, can you explain okay. a little bit more okay. uh, about these gateways and, you know, the, the purpose of accessing the central sun and what is the central sun? Is this, this something that they speak of that's in our inner earth? Um, can you just kind of break this down a little bit for us? Sure, sure, no problem. So there are seven gateways, earth chakras set across our planet. Gateways or earth chakras are the hubs of the infinite timelines every timeline so these give us ascension blasts they aid us in untangling ourselves from the false matrix so those hubs are your false matrix smash those hubs are also the energetic push the zero point and the void which allows us to step into the metaphysics. So it takes us into forward, back within the context of history. It allows us to take our our awareness into contact, into direct contact, depending upon how well-trained we are, how evolved we are too. So gateways are everything within the context of the prophecies, the mythologies, our histories, our futures, our timelines, the data, metaphysics, in in fact, everything absolutely that the false matrix is not. Now, these hubs have also been massively compromised. They're being massively compromised now and they're also being utilized by the false matrix to really put a pause in terms of the ascension however the gateways are being activated and the gateways have certain custodians assigned to those hubs And that ensures that those seven gateways across the planet are primed. They're not hijacked. So if we can remotely connect into these hubs, and this part is really important, 
one of the key signatures of the false matrix is how we're not earthed because of our trauma. So the frequency fences of the false matrix disconnect us from the planetary grid. So we can utilize this time of isolation to take a breath and reconnect with the planetary grid. If you like, our sacred planet is the technology of the ascension. It is immensely useful if we can align with it, connect with, with it and reference it. So that part is important. The sun that I speak about is the sun that we have in our own solar system. And this is important too, because of course, in order to be able to travel, as I said, through and to the central sun, I don't know if anyone has been following the gateways on the sun that are often activated and there's been a lot of contact activity that's been recorded through NASA as well. So this is information that we already have and it's often information that is already visible within the context of our communities. However, in order to time travel and in order to call help when we need help in terms of contact, that part is important in terms of the journey into understanding the technologies and what's required in terms of our consciousness, our frequency in order to travel to and through the central sun. And if you have an interest in Egypt, then you will also understand the initiation rites of Egypt and the consciousness training initiations in life and in death. So when we speak about being conscious in life and in death, then we are not only capable of designing our contracts on the planet. So this is good news too. And again, this is aligned with these concepts of moving through into our central sun. So if any of your listeners are interested in the way our reality is simulated and often the way that we are karmically entangled in not only a false matrix in this particular lifetime, but in multiple lifetimes as well. So this is the big one in terms of the ascension gateway 
this is the big one in terms of us being able to transform the frequency fences of multiple lifetimes. And I believe that is also set into the previous 26,000 year phase or cycle. So we're at that pivotal time. Now, if we're all in lockdown currently, and so many of us are assigned a mission on the planet to remember our sacred and sovereign selves and humanity too, then of course those memories and those dreams currently are currently being massively hijacked and distorted. So this is where it's really important. Now, I don't just speak about these prophecies and contact. I get time, date, and location. And that also allows the contact to take place and for it to be witnessed by those who are with me. So that part is important because we do need to find ourselves in the connection with others who can show the way, lead the way in terms of what the initiations are. Now you, earlier, you mentioned that the ancient Egyptians sort of documented this and they, they had sort of the key to what we're experiencing now. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay. This is really interesting. From around 2011, I found myself being drawn to explore Egypt more and more. And as I began my journey of field research, I would spend many, many hours at sites in meditation, in downloads, walking the sites, and beginning to put the pieces together in terms of the ascension and what the gateways actually represented. That took me to spend a lot of time in terms of priming the 2012 gateway at Dendera, which is Temple of Hathor. And it's there that I became massively fascinated in the device that is known as the Dendera Zodiac, which is the essential ascension device. And it documents the current transition that we're in. Now, that device, that ascension device is now in the Louvre in France. It was removed by the French. And in the temple of Hathor, there is an adjacent observatory right next to the Dendera Zodiac, which is decorated in the prophecies of the ascension. So if we look at, for example, the mythologies of ancient Egypt and the journey of Isis and 
Horus and Hathor and Osiris, we begin to be able to place those evolutionary journeys and see those great mythologies, not only as stories, but as documented histories and prophecies that give us great insight in terms of the journey that we have chosen to undertake as a species. And so I want to simplify it for your listener, of course. The focus on ancient Egypt is very strongly the journey of Horus and how we move into a journey as humanity. We take the sacred journey. And so many of the stories are our own journeys and our own challenges within the context of our own lives, within the context of humanity's evolution too. So these are records. The mythologies are records. Now, what I found, which was also immensely important, was the connection with the Dendera Zodiac, and that also showing up in Japan too. Did you know that Japan has terrestrial pyramids? I have heard about pyramids in Japan, but very okay. little, yes. Yeah. So I am a field worker. So this is where I hold my ascension schools. And so the link between Egypt, ancient Egypt, the Dendera Zodiac, and then ultimately finding its self and its place in Japan too. Much later on, I believe the pyramids in Japan are around first century AD. So they're much more uh, crude than the pyramids of Egypt. However, the signature is the same. And what is particularly important is that Japan is a solar, it is a solar nation. It's enshrined in Shinto, and Shinto has huge connections with ancient Egypt. So we have the solar goddess, and again, there's always these connections with the path of the sun, the sacred path, the spiritual path, the path of the east. These are all signatures and features within the context of our current decisions as humanity, as a species, our awakening, the ascension, etc. So while I do my research in Egypt, what I'm looking for is not just the research and often the very bad research that is done on top of very bad research. I'm looking for the ascension codes, I'm looking for the encryptions, I'm looking for the data that's locked into the sites because the sites are arc libraries for us. And that's important in terms of the planetary grid. But the ancient Egyptians 
were master architects in terms of the way they created these arc libraries. Where we change our frequency, we can access those arc libraries. And those arc libraries are extraordinarily important in initiating keys with us within the context of our memories. Memories of who we are, memories of who we have been in previous lifetimes, but also at the same time, we must initiate the memories of the gifts that we have once we can untangle ourselves from the false matrix. So I'm coming at this subject from so many different angles because of course, we can't approach it third dimensionally because it defeats the object of ascension because ascension is a trans-dimensional initiation reality which means our consciousness now must be awakened and activated and our intelligence must be working on so many different levels in terms of our reality. Now, ever since I was a small child, I can just remember having this feeling for some reason, one day in my lifetime, I was going to experience something um, unprecedented around the globe, like a battle between good and evil, and that I, I may be some sort of part of it. Um, and, and more recently, in the past few years, I've been getting this kind of calling, this urge to, you know, warn people of this, uh, prepare, um, speak truth, gather, gather people together. Um, and not only me though, I've been talking to a lot of people who have been getting this urge lately to, um, to help, to, to, to kind of bring people together, to educate people, um, and to help understand themselves, uh, what's going on right now. And it's overwhelming. Uh, there's so many people that I'm speaking to or that, that are feeling this right now. Um, and I think that it is a preparation of sorts for, for people who are going to be on the front lines, uh, whether it's spiritually, yeah. physically, um, astrally, however you want to, uh, say it, however it's going to be. Um, people are being called to certain, I guess, battle stations, if you will. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Abs absolutely. Um, the battle of light and dark is now. And in my own experience and in my own battles, there have been attempted hijacks in terms of my destiny, and of course, we're designed as protectors and guardians of truth and hope, and we're custodians of the weak. So during these times, I believe this is what's really important, because we are assigned a particular mission during these times. This is why the efforts of the false matrix, the efforts of the dark, have ramped up. So, of course, 
it sold up in immense memory and intelligence and immense resource. So, so many of us already remember we've come into this particular incarnation with the memories of our warriorship and the memories that our purpose is much greater than being assigned the false matrix. So everything that we have been led to believe we are, which creates trauma and separation and pain and suffering, the stereotypes that we attach ourselves to forcibly or otherwise, that is one of the greatest battles is to step into the battle with ourselves first, untangle ourselves from the toxic programs, the addictions, the distractions. This again ties into the seven gateways, ramping up our frequency to and through the central sun, because this is also a massive pointer in terms of exiting the false matrix. So what I speak of is an ascension map in terms of the way that we step forward and we do lead the building of a new earth but we were built and designed for these times there's no no other way to explain that because our memories and our resource our tenacity is too strong for anything else now can you help us understand what to you uh, based on your research what is this false matrix has it always been there what is implementing it um can you explain wow okay i've done a lot of work on this um because of my interest in metaphysics this becomes quite an interesting subject in terms of the way that metaphysics spirituality has been marginalized in terms of our societies however the false matrix is a simulated reality which is created in false matrix programs there are particular frequency codes fences and signatures that are associated with the exchanges that we have in the false matrix our programs are passed through society through our families through our exchanges therefore the false matrix programming is put into place via metaphysics via frequency now as we begin to understand the deep nature and intelligence of our consciousness and how we can reset, recalibrate, throw off the programs, go deep into the wound, etc., then we begin to resolve our trauma. 
that are lighter frequency and smash the, the frequency fences of the false matrix. So for example, when, for example, I do scans on individuals, I can read where the false matrix programs are insidious, insidious or are corrupting the energetic body, etc. I can see where the programs are hijacking sacred destiny because as you know, we may have dreams within the context of our sacred destiny. However, if the trauma is too great, then we can be massively affected in terms of our capabilities to really achieve the dream, manifest the dream. So we are hijacked because of the way that we are, because of the way that we sit in programs that are impossible to throw off. So when we step into, for example, real metaphysics, high quality meditations, high quality initiations, or when we are held in great space, sacred space from others, that's when we begin to lose our programs. Or when we stand in the gateways, that's when we see the exit from the false matrix. That's why so many people are called to power sites all over the world, because it gives the exit from the false matrix. Now, um, also, uh, the other part of the question, what is implementing this false matrix? Is it, is it our, our own consciousness or is it just some external malevolent entities? Uh, what are your thoughts? Okay, this is a really interesting one. I'm going to go back to your battle of light and dark. Okay, I'm a gateway keeper. I entered into... Uh, an extraordinary exchange in a gateway that involved contact with reptilians on foot. It involved dealing with individuals who were insidiously programmed. When we're insidiously programmed and we do not do the work on ourselves, it leaves us immensely open to being influenced. So where we have gateways and where we open gateways, we must know how to close gateways. So we must take responsibility. This goes back to the prophecies. When we are capable of counterbalancing the human heart with the feather, the zero point, then we have recalibrated our programs. And that's when we make entrance to gateways that secure contact with intelligence that is pro-evolutionary. This is why it is so important to be trained by individuals 
who have a lineage and a legacy and a track record. And I stand as a guardian in terms of the welfare of individuals who need to be shown how to open gateways, need to be shown how to close gateways. We need to be trained in changing our frequency, Chris, because there are manipulative and benevolent forces that are tampering with the ascension gateways. And this is why I spoke of the seven gateways to and through the central sun. There are gatekeepers assigned to the seven gateways. These gateways are incarnates who have been incarnated on multiple ascension phases. Those individuals can call in contact through and to the central sun and call in the type of contact that can become more visible, more dominant, and can overthrow the dark forces. But this requires extremely advanced work. But again, in the prophecies that I have been given, I've seen that contact will arrive. So there will be an intervention. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. I've heard that from a few different people that sometime in our near future, we may possibly see contact or intervention. What have you or what kind of messages have you been told or intuition or anything like that? I don't do intuition. I do direct contact. (laughs) Intuitions, intuitions for coffee shops. Um, Okay. I get downloads. I get visions. I receive writings and teachings and channelings. Um, Okay. In some of the prophecies when I've had a massive amount of contact at the gateways, those opportunities have given me massive ascension blasts where I've been really able to step into the downloads and the kind of contact that allows me to see. I was heading out on a flight from Australia after my first trip to Uluru. Uluru is an extraordinary gateway. It's the solar plexus uh, chakra. And it's there. It is a metaphysics hub. It's quite extraordinary. The contact is extraordinary too. On my way out of Australia, I woke myself up on the plane because I was experiencing an immense vision of contact emerging in California. It was LA in the streets. Now, I believe that what is going to happen is this, that those who have been assigned as 
the custodians of the planet, those who are the custodians of the planet, those individuals can and indeed will call in contact when the time arises. And I believe that there are dimensionals present on earth who are assisting the ascension process. And that means the Galactic Federation is already here. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I, I've heard this before and, um, uh -huh. you know, I, I am hoping um, that, that it's right. I'm hoping that we have these light forces on our side and that they will make themselves known. Um, now I would like to know, um, and the audience, for those who want to access these gateways and, and are more interested in what you're speaking of, how can we begin? Because I know you and I briefly spoke that I, I am unable to meditate. I know that that's probably mm -hmm. a big part of this. Um, Me too. <laughs> so explain to us. You know, Chris, you know what I despise? I despise fraudulent mainstream spirituality. I despise meditation that takes people on journeys. I prefer technologies that assist our lives, smash the false matrix, heal our wounds, ground us, earth us. This is all mystery school training. It's all advanced ascension teachings. So the real stuff, Chris, is nothing in our mainstream arena. Unfortunately, our mainstream arena has become so theoretical based. It's lost the magic and the potency of our grandfathers and grandmothers who laid down the human potential movement. So for me, it's about a return to real metaphysics. So Chris, if you can't sit still, if you had real contact, you would sit still. If you had a real metaphysical experience, you would sit still. If you're in real downloads, you will sit still. However, I think it's also part of a new wave of technologies that are coming through for individuals just like you. So often we're being pushed to look at the dynamics of the brain and how the brain works. So often when we are exploring meditation processes, we're told to sit still, be empty, etc. I'm not interested in that. I want to be still, but I want to be active because it's in the space in between. That's where it becomes extraordinary. So it's how do we approach our healing, our awakening, our meditation technologies? so that 
the experiences we have are extraordinary, that the experiences that we have smash the false matrix, break the rules, show us that our life can be different. And that's exactly the premise in which I have assigned myself to my work. So I was trained in traditional mediumship, trans mediumship, physical mediumship. And I didn't just want to see how it worked. I wanted to take excellence and then smash through excellence again and again and again and again. Where our processes can save our lives and save the lives of our families and save the lives of our clients, that's when the technologies are extraordinary. And I truly believe that these times are requesting us to, for example, pray so that we can make contact because we do need to be a little bit still. And that is the nature. I'm just scanning you now. Uh, I know what you need in order to facilitate some ease, some stillness. I can see where your field is compromised. I can see where it hurts and why it hurts, et cetera, et cetera. I can see why you do this work because you're searching for the answers. I could tie that up in a session for you, no problem. Um, what we need to be trained in currently, and this is really important because I know we have a lot of young people in the audience. We have a lot of individuals who do a lot of research on the internet. That kind of training isn't going to work because you're following third dimensional false matrix, low frequency technologies. And that's why you can't sit still. So <laughs> I am super technical on this. I'll tell you why. I've done about 30,000 readings. I've been researched by Rupert Sheldrake. I was given an honorary award by PSI Japan. I've been researched and written about by the Emoto Foundation. In fact, the Emoto Foundation are doing a project with me this year. I'm not afraid of being researched. Now, the frequency codes that are possible when we move into legitimate training is extraordinary. And when I combine my training in metaphysics and when I get the download which says time, date, location, and I say to those people in the car with me, you got to drive this way, we've got to go there, and then we're going to get contact, and then it's boom, and we get a full fleet emerging from Mount Shasta with a 90-minute contact experience. That's the kind of work that is worth training for. 
but you won't get it in mainstream meditation processes. And that's why you can't sit still because it's so much more amazing than that. Yes. You know, I, <laughs> it makes sense to me. It really does. Um, now, in, in closing today, I'd like to address, there's, there's plenty of people in the chat that I sense um, kind of have the, the fear of the unknown when it comes to contact okay. and especially extraterrestrial or interdimensional contact. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of Christians, a lot of folks, um, you know, think that all extraterrestrials are demons, anything other than what's said in the Bible is evil. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there still afraid of this. Um, and I, I personally believe that there are malevolent entities out there, but I know that there are also positive. I feel that there are plenty of positive entities and that we can reach out to some of these. So in closing, what would you tell those people about this and any other final messages that you want to get out before we okay. close out today? Okay. Everything that we experience is through the lens of our own programs, our own attachments, and our own stories. So be careful about what you identify with because it will speak volumes about your wound or your light. This is incredibly important for these are the times where we must take immense responsibility in terms of our own healing. For those of you who are brave enough, I encourage you to reach out and make contact your practice. That is the meditation for those who are ready. Not everyone is ready. Not everyone is ready for me in terms of my message to humanity. But I am ready for those who are willing to listen. So we must find ourselves currently without distractions. We're running out of time. The earth is being hijacked in one last final great attempt in terms of the ascension. Those who, of us who can hold the frequencies, hold the ascension gateways open, we must do that. And Chris, you need trained. Tracy, thank you so much. I'm going to get with you on that. I will. And um, for anyone that is interested, wants to find more about your work, wants to work with you, um, where can they go? Website, social media, anything? Okay. TracyAsh.com. I've also got a free online miracle summit coming up on Sunday. Now, I got some hard hitters. I've got a Carol leader who is joining us, indigenous leader. I have Laura Eisenhower, Brad Olson, Brooks Agnew, Mamanoki House, who is the pioneer of macrobiotics. So we're going to have a plethora of immense input, ascension wisdom input. So my gift is 
the ascension and my events produce incredible results because we bring together some of the finest hearts and minds in terms of aiding the community. And I want to work with people who are the real deal. That's what's important. The truth seekers, very important. Very good. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for your message and we'll continue to be in contact and we'll have some more shows together. Thank you so much.